Jones is fifth. What a comeback. Another look to make sure. James White driving. They've already shot off the confetti. Fans are on the field. And it looks like a good touchdown. Yeah, it does to me too, Joe. When the knee goes down, where's the ball? I don't know what they'd do if they had to overturn this, but it looked to me like the ball was across. And what an effort by James White, who's had himself a heck of a ball game. There was contact by Ricardo Allen, and yet he's out able to get across the goal line. What a game by the New England Patriots and Tom Welcome once again to the Irish NFL pod. Uh, you've just listened to the winning commentary of the final play of the 2016 NFL season. James White there running it in for the Patriots' fifth Super Bowl title. Obviously, this year, we're now turning directly to the 2017 season with it fast upon us. And who, at the end of it, will get to the mountaintop and who will be left with 30, to 30 other teams in the pit of despair? We are the Irish NFL Podcast, and we'll be going through the whole regular season all every week and all through the playoffs with you to bring you all the latest news, views, and reviews of each weekly session of the season. Uh, we're brought to you in association with the 42.ie, Ireland's leading sports website. And with me, as always, is Brian O'Leary, a garrulous Giants fan. Good morning, Mark. Uh, Gordon Bridgefield, a pedantic Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Good morning, Mark. And myself, Mark Cockrell, a nauseating New England Patriots fan. So, guys, we've got lots of ground to cover here. We're going to do our week one review and our season picks and predictions. But before we get into that, Brian, give us an update on some of the key news stories in the last week. Yeah, so a few items have come up this week since we last uh, had our, our most recent podcast. So uh, Hopkins from the Texans, the wide receiver, there's been contract negotiations ongoing all throughout the uh, the off season and into the preseason. So he's finally signed the deal going into the new season, which is worth $81 million over five years with $50 million guaranteed. So I suppose it's good news for the Texans with the quarterback situation, um, I suppose being throughout the priest throughout off season and uh, which quarterback's gonna start so I suppose it's the lockdown the main wide receiver which is good news. Huge guaranteed yeah. sum there for him, yeah. Uh Matthew Stafford he's also signed um, a contract as well which is ninety two million guaranteed, uh, which is the richest contract in the NFL for a quarterback. So I mean that one's I suppose that one has kind of been on the bubble as well. I suppose the Derek Carr um contract deal was kind of in the offing and then obviously the Stafford one has now been locked up. Um Strangely enough, um, Harbaugh, the Ravens head coach, has got a contract extension. I think it's a bit of an unusual time for it to happen so close to the season. It's a one-year extension to his current contract, so I don't really know where we go with that one. I suppose it's just... A bit look and see still, just for the one year, you know? Just don't see the point in it really at this stage. And then finally then, um, I suppose this is the week where we've discussed uh, the cuts, so uh, each team will cut their... Cut their squad down to 53 players this week. Um, you're already seeing players getting cut. So Hayden, from uh, cornerback from the Browns, been very productive over the past few years, but he's had a few injury problems, and he's has been cut, to, I suppose, to make weight, really, because of the whole salary cap. And Staters have picked him up quickly enough, uh, 27 million over three years. Um, is It's a big plus for the Staters. Uh, they've had cornerback issues over the past few years, so yeah. I can see that being a, it's a huge upgrade for them going into the season. 
So, Gordo, your, your sub-team substitutes one in for your lead team. There's a, a nice little substitution in advance of their week one matchup. The only issue being is that, um, again, if the Browns are letting go of Hayden, who have the most cap space in the league, um, doesn't say much about Hayden. So, yeah, it's brilliant that we picked him up, but I think uh, everyone has kind of realised that... Probably man, a value, man, value for money. Yeah, man-to-man, he is targeted heavily every year. Um, and he has some issues um, playing that scheme. And again, the Browns changed their defensive scheme, so that's why they've let him go. But if he was really a top, top cornerback. Well, he's had the injury problems. You go, yeah. back, you go back three years, and I would have ranked him up there with Revis, etc. Obviously, Revis has fallen off a cliff, and Hayden's had terrible injury yeah, problems. I don't, so I don't think he's been a full season since rookie year, I think. I think so that's about right, yeah. yeah. yeah so, so that's what they're playing for. Um, Stafford, obviously, you mentioned, is huge. Um, it's yeah. very interesting. A couple of small things. You've got 92 million guarantees the largest guarantee of all time and the only place really the quarterback market seems to be able to go now is you know when Aaron Rodgers deal comes up whether he goes the Brady approach or the Manning approach in terms of team friendly or player friendly does he look for the first ever fully guaranteed contract in NFL history which might be where things are evolving to um, the other quick one on Stafford given how much money he got and this is your bet my betting tip of the week he is in total in his career one and 25 on the road against teams who end with a winning record, and 5-46 and 46 in total. So if you see during the year the Lions playing a decent team or ending up with a winning record, all I say is he feasts on the weak and he cowers to the strong. Right, oh, that's, our, that's our news <laughs> roundup to begin with. Let's get on to the games and let's get on to our week one preview. I have to say to begin with, the week one schedule, the NFL have done a, a cracking job. The games, particularly in each TV viewing window for here, us here in Ireland, are really worth applauding. Um, we've been waiting so long for the 2017 season, and it's going to kick off with a bang. And obviously the first game we will see on September the 7th is the defending Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. I'm going to keep saying that all season. At home to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, we broke these teams down quite a bit last week. It's a home opener for Pats. It's certainly not an easy one. But guys, who do you think kicks off 2017 in the right way? Yeah, um, I suppose if you look at previous seasons, uh, week one, the Thursday night game, tends to never never really live up to the expectations. I expect the Patriots to win. I don't expect it to be a great game, and I can't even see it in a high-scoring game. I expect the Patriots possibly to win uh, with a late touchdown in the fourth quarter. To uh, a strong Chiefs defense will hold Brady intact for most of the game, but I still see the, Bra- the Patriots edging them out. So Brian's got the Patriots, Gordo? Uh, yeah, I think it's the Patriots all over. Um, it just depends on how well the Chiefs defense plays. Yeah. Um, that'll dictate whether or not they stay in the game to the to the final quarter, but yeah, I think it's an easy enough win for the Patriots. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady was, during his 30s, 51-1 in home games against the AFC, and there was only loss was a Week 17 game where we already had home field advantage. I say it continues into his 40s. I've got the Patriots as well. Next game up, first of the 1 p.m. games on Sunday, uh, features the new captain of the Titanic, Josh McCowan, who has been, how do I put this politely, uh, awarded the job of quarterback of the Jets. It's the Jets against the Bills, who indeed still wait clarity on Tyrod Taylor's availability. Gordo, who have you got in this? Does anybody really care? (laughs) I think that is the most simple way of putting it. Does anyone care about the Jets or the Bills? Um... Yeah, I can't wait to watch the highlights of it because I guarantee it'll be nine minutes that uh, you can't get back. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not expecting much. Like, we've predicted the Jets are going to win one, if any, games this year. So you have to assume the Bills are going to get this win. But, 
Yeah, best of luck watching that one. Brian? Yeah, along with uh, Gordon, I can't see that game being living up to much. Um, yeah, I'd expect the Bills to win a low-scoring game. Um, Jets have nothing on offence. Bills, we don't have a Tyro Taylor. On the base he plays, um, I'd expect the Bills to win that one. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, even if Tyrod doesn't play it, they'll have the best player on the pitch, as far as I'm concerned, with LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it could be the dawn of Nathan Peterman, the player of the Bills' fifth-round pick. Um, but seriously, I agree. Sean McDermott's tenure kicks off in the right manner. Uh, Bills in that game. NFC East next. So we've got next game in the 1pm slot. We're going to look at the Eagles at the Redskins. Uh, Kirk Cousins looking longingly at Matt Stafford's payday here, probably. Uh, just wait one more year, Kirk. One more year and you'll get there. Who do you fancy here, Brian? This is actually one of the tougher ones to call because, again, our kids, we put on it's an NFC East division, so you never know even during the season how an NFC East game is going to go. Um, the Eagles have given uh, Carson Wentz uh, plenty of explosive players around them to brought in blunted running back. Um, still think the Redskins on the basis that they're at home and Cousins will have a point to prove, albeit with the whole contract team gone on the background, I'd expect the Redskins to win a close one. Right. Yeah, I'm going to go with that Brian on this one. I think it's going to be a, a really, really close game. Um, it'd be interesting to see how Carson Wentz is a second season syndrome, etc. So, um, yeah, I think Cousins and be interesting to see how Pryor gets on in the offense uh, with the Redskins this season. So, yeah, I'm going to give Redskins by probably three or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're right on Pryor, obviously trying to make up for the losses of Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon in their wide receiving core. I'm with you both. Um, you know, both these teams have ambitions. An early loss could derail one in a very competitive NFC East, but I give the lean to the Redskins being at home. Um, next up, an AFC showdown. Um, and this is an exciting game in terms of playoff potentials, I think. A lot of people's AFC favorites, the Raiders, on the road to the potential darlings of the 2017 season, the upgraded Tennessee Titans, led by Marcus Mariota. Uh, this is the one I'm really looking forward to seeing. Um, two quarterbacks who I really, really enjoy watching. Um, be interesting to see how Derek Carr moves and feels in a proper game, as in he's going to get hit properly. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he's back fully from that injury. And in Marcus Mariota, I kind of spoke about him in the last few preseason games. He just looks so comfortable at the moment. Uh, it'll just be interesting to see can all the tools around him come together and, and go for it. Uh, I do think, though, the Raiders will get this one. Uh, again, I think it's going to be, I'd say the first two to three quarters, it'll be back and forth. But I think the Raiders have just that little bit more edge in them to pull it out in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, I think it's going to be the Raiders for this one. Yeah, um, two teams I we've all kind of were quite high on in terms of expectations for the season. Um probably the game which to be honest Sky Sports should be really covering on the yeah, first game I, I agree. I would think this is the game every it's a standout game. Um I'm gonna go to the other side. Um I think it's it, in many ways it's a toss up of how, how Mariota comes back from his injury against how Carr comes back from his injury. But I still think just similar enough, I just think it'll be back and forth, but I have a feeling that the Titans will edge the Raiders and like I don't think it's gonna be a big impact for the Raiders going forward for the season because I, I haven't gone quite far in the uh, the playoffs, but I still think Baron week one at home, I think the Titans will edge it. You think they're gonna take it? Yeah, yeah. I mean it is a statement of intent game for both teams. Who is gonna lay down the marker? I think with the defence on both sides it's gonna be a real shootout. Uh, uh but what reminds me is the Titans threw this game away last year, a game they should have won against the Raiders, and I think uh, like Brian, revenge is a dish best served cold. 
So I'll go with the Titans as well in this game. Our first difference of opinion. Gordon. Our first one, Gordon. The one of many, 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 I think. Many more, Gordon, <laughs> don't you worry. Um, you, you alluded, Brian, to the game that Sky should have been covering, the guy game they actually are covering uh, that we'll see in a 6 p.m. slot over here is at the Florida Showdown, the Bucks at the Dolphins, and Jay Cutler's debut for the Finns. Yeah, okay. So this is a very interesting one again. It's... I suppose this one might be a different opinion again. I'm actually going to go with the Dolphins. Um, I know a lot of people are quite high in the books and use the boat being quite high in the books in previous podcasts and we don't know what we're going to get from Jay Cutler. I can see Cutler starting off well and as the season progresses, he'll gradually come back to what we our expectations are of him. But uh, for this game, I can see the Dolphins winning with a late field goal. You've been very specific. I love this. It's, uh, no, it's, uh, well, you're envisaging it all happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to be very professional and analytical about this one. So I watched episode one of Hard Knocks last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, so based off that, I'm going with the books. Um, I've just, you're yeah. pointing into them, yeah? Oh, I fell in. They, they, they did a montage of Deshaun Jackson and how fast he is. And he's still like, at this age that he's at now. It's kind of, yeah. They're your four team now? They're my four team. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We have a full season to get through, guys. I'll 28, 28 more to go. That's um, right. Now, You're yeah, the, the I just I just don't think Jay Cutler, who's only been in there three weeks, three weeks to the stage. I, I can't see him adjusting in time. Yeah, I, I, I just struggle to see that. So, but no, based off hard knocks, Buccaneers. I like it. I like it. Um, underrated aspect, the Dolphins usually benefit from the Florida sun in the early part of the season. Like as a Pats fan, you don't want to go down to Miami for the 1 p.m. game on Eastern time. Uh, because they're like mile high, it's the home advantage, you're adapted to conditions. This season, round four of the games, they're in London instead of being at home. Round one, they're playing another Florida team and they're going to lose that advantage. And certainly, I'm on Brian, I'm uh, sorry, Golden's side in relation to this. The Bucks will have too many weapons. It's the Bucks all the way for me in this one. Staying in the AFC then, uh, something that might send chills through most uh, uh, NFL fans' uh, bodies the words, an AFC South showdown. Uh, we have the Jaguars and the wondrous Blake Bortles at the Texans with the tabloid fodder name Tom Savage. Gordo. This is the only kind of, because we, we spoke about the Jags and their upgrade at defense um, during the offseason. Uh, and you kind of watch it and you're kind of going, <coughs> they've got a really, really good, you know, kind of top 10 defenses potentially. And you've got the Texans, the number one defense. You're kind of going, Jesus, this must be a great game. Then you look at the, t- <laughs> then you look at the two quarterbacks and you're like, Blake Bortles and Tom Savage. Yep. So, to be honest, I think this one really could be just a toss, a flip of the coin, because the defenses will keep each team in the game. It just comes down to who can actually throw the ball and score a touchdown. And who do you got then? Uh, I'm going to go with the Texans. I just think the Blake Bortles has been so awful this offseason. Um, I just think uh, Tom Savage, he should do enough of a job that uh, he'll get them a couple of touchdowns and win it. Maybe you'll throw it to their new 81 million man and get a few... Uh, yards. Brian? Yeah, I actually think Texans will win this one comfortably, more so because they can pound it with Lamar Miller and it's Dante Foreman, the running back that's come in from the draft. So I think they'll rely more on their own game this, in this one, just to give Savage time to settle into the offense. But I don't see Bortles do much, as you said, and I think that, I think the Texans will win two or three yeah. touchdowns. I think poor Fournette's going to get um, a lot of hits tomorrow. Yeah. A wi- a wi- <laughs> Wide awakening into the world of the NFL at full yeah. speed rather than the preseason games. Um, look, this could be a fly. I think last was it last season the Jags were kicking off and everyone was saying, well, maybe if they started off well and they, they lost a bit of a heartbreaker and the season went south, they could come out of the traps flying. 
But like you guys, I have too much respect for the Texans' defense. Uh, I've got the Texans in this one. I didn't um, even touch on the Texans' defense. So, yeah. 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 No, no. I think I think they're going to fit soon. A very small point just while we're talking about the Texans. You look at actually um, round one draft picks this year. We have Watson, who obviously Gordon Bryan, you were talking very heavily about. He's going to start behind Savage. Mahoney's is obviously starting behind Smith in Kansas City. Trubitsky in Chicago is starting behind Mike Glennon. It's actually very unusual. This is kind of almost harking back to the mid-80s and 90s about build up the rookie for a year. Because generally since 2007, any quarterback that's been taken in the first round starts, or at least starts most of the season. And in fact, again, not to worry you, and particularly no Bears fans, if you're listening, if Trubitsky doesn't win out the uh, season. But after since 2007, only six quarterbacks have started less than six games this se- that season. That's quarterbacks taken in the first round. Tim Tebow, Paxton Lynch, Johnny Manziel, Jamarcus Russell, Jake Locker, and Brady Quinn. So teams of those three quarterbacks, obviously you don't want your quarterback joining that horrible, horrible list. That is a horrible list. It really is. <laughs> NFC playoff contenders then. And again, this I think is a cracking game to kick off week one. It'll be really, really exciting to watch. Um, Cardinals at the Lions with the new $135 million man. Yeah, I think these are two teams that um, love to throw bombs. Um, you've got two quarterbacks that are just going to go at it. Um, so it'll be really interesting. Uh, I am tipping the lines for this one. I do think the Stafford contract, everything that's happened last week is going to play a huge part. Um, but I do think the Cardinals are going to... It just depends on how Carson Palmer is and you know is Larry Fitzgerald still up to it. Because again, although his receptions have come down each year, he is still really one of the main receivers for Carson Palmer on certain routes. He's he led the, re- the NFL in receptions last year. Yeah, Larry so, Fitz, so he's still there. Yeah, he's still there, but I, I do think he's gonna. they're going to try and move away from him a little bit because he can't overly rely on him. But uh, yeah, no, I'm going to go with the Lions for this game. Brian? Yeah, I think the Lions with their snazzy new jerseys and their snazzy, snazzy new helmets and the quarterback with his snazzy new... See, that's very analytical analy- analy- as well. Oh, well done, yeah. big time. Yeah. Um, we'll win this. I think it'll be one of the most high-scoring games of week one, but I see the Lions, similar to last season, in many a game, coming back late and edging the Cardinals. Well, I'm going to disagree with the two of you. I see a bounce back by the Cards this year. I think they're going to end with a winning record. And as I said, quarterbacks or teams with winning records against Matthew Stafford tend to do quite well. Lions had a great uh, fourth quarter performance last season. They regressed to the mean this year. And it's going to be a big game for two teams who could well be scrapping out for wild cards at the end of the season. Never too soon to think about tiebreakers. I've got the cards. No, I, uh, one thing Brian said there about a high-scoring game, I'd be very interested to see what the over and unders are for points total for that game because uh, I agree, I think it's going to be very high-scoring. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's, that's it. Okay, so we're going to break slightly and we'll break halfway through really from the week one predictions. Look, guys, we know week in, week out, some of these will be wrong. Obviously, it's guaranteed on any given Sunday. We're going to disagree with each other and obviously uh, one of us is going to be right and the other is going to be wrong. Um, and when a draw comes around, we're all going to be wrong in the circumstances. But probably more amusing than our week one and week two and week three picks will be to see how our season predictions play out. We've had our jabs and our thoughts on each team over the last few pods But now, gentlemen, it's time to lay it all on the line. This is to be recorded and quoted back ad nauseum at you when you're horribly proved wrong, just like the Brock Osweiler information earlier in the season. We will get to divisions and Super Bowl at the very end, but for starters, let's go through this year, 2017, wildcards and some player focus as to who will lead the league in yards, 
for passer, receiver, and rusher. Gordo, do you want to start us off with AFC wildcards from your perspective? I'm going to give this one to Brian. Brian is the one that spent the longest time uh, going over all of this. So I'll definitely be wrong. <laughs> More time spent. Um, my two AFC wildcards. Okay, so I'm even going to give you a fifth and a sixth seed. So oh, Jesus. Okay, yeah. very specific. Um, I'll probably give him the game away then in terms of what I believe for the AFC West because I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs to be my fifth seed. Right. So I do expect a very good season from the Chiefs, but I see them getting beaten out to the division. Okay. But I still think the record's good enough to get them into the playoffs. And then you won't like this one whatsoever because you think this team is done. <laughs> but I'm going to give the Colts the oh, second sh- wild card. Um, I have them finishing 8-8. Eight and eight. I know it's a very poor record, but I have them... Lining up with the Broncos at eight and eight, and you have seen Scott Tolzien throw a football. Just, just checking. He he may play in week one, but does, just because you lose in week one doesn't mean you don't go to the playoffs. You can even finish zero. You can be even zero and two and go and win the Super Bowl. The Giants did against the Patriots ten years in two thousand seven. <laughs> so uh, I have the Colts beating the the Broncos and the Dolphins to the sixth. To uh, the sixth seed. Um, Andrew Luck, of course, 4 p.m. on Saturday is a key time. If he doesn't come off PUP, the physically unable to perform list, he can't play for the first six games of the season. So we expect him to come off the list, but hasn't practiced, hasn't thrown a ball. Very, very difficult. Gordo, you generally agree? Yeah, I go with pretty much what Brian has come out with there. Yeah, Yeah. I I think he's... He spent the longest time out of us all <laughs> kind of going through all of this, so Brian, I'm not going to argue with most of it. Brian, for once Brian has actually worked out every single game of the entire season <laughs> and what he thinks is going to happen. So if yeah, I'll either be we'll give him props. Dreadfully wrong, or he, he, he's been like a little kid at Christmas the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got his Excel sheets, he's got everything. The form has all worked out. So no, uh, I yeah, I, I tend to agree with pretty much his picks there. So yeah, I, I feel I feel sad for your wife um, and your two. My two, I'm going with the Chiefs as well, uh, but I would take the Titans, another AFC South team, to take the sixth seed. So you're giving away your division winner there? Uh, maybe, maybe not. So that's the AFC. NFC, Bo- uh, Brian? Uh, fifth seed, I have the Carolina Panthers rebounding. Um, it's a very competitive a- NFC South, but um, I still see Carolina having a very good season. Um, not enough to win the division, but I have them at fifth seed. Okay, and yeah. your sixth seed? This one is interesting. You're not going to like this one either. I'm giving it to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, again, I have the Vikings at 9-7, and seven and I have them in around the same with the Cowboys and the Lions. And as you said, I'm an XL guru. I even have... The tiebreakers oh worked yeah, out. I have it all worked out, and I have the Vikings coming in at the So you are going to say that Sam Bradford is going to beat the habit of a lifetime and have a winning record? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have the Carolina Panthers for the fifth seed. Um, I had them similarly, kind of around 11-5. and five. Um, Yeah, I, I, I don't agree with the Minnesota Vikings, but I do think that's a toss-up between quite a few teams for the day. So, uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll go with Brian on the uh, Carolina Panthers for the fifth seed. And sixth seed, maybe the Cardinals, who would be my pick, I think, to slot in there. I'm a bit uh, torn between the Cards, Bucks, and Redskins, who I think will all be there or thereabouts. I'd agree on the Panthers, the only reason I wouldn't pick the Bucks is two teams to make the wild card. That same division is a bit difficult. So I'll take the Panthers and the Cards. I think there'll be a really real backup there in relation to it. Look, we'll just flick through a couple of others quickly. Um, passer, receiver, rusher, leading in yards, Brian. Okay, I've looked at this from a betting angle. So uh, more so than possibly what will happen. So you're going to try and make some money out of this? I want to make money, but I just looked at particular teams and value around, you know, what's out there. So a uh, passer uh, rece- uh, passer yards, Aaron Rodgers, 10 to 1. 
to be. Yeah. So it's a bit of value. I think that's a decent enough bet if you're having an interest for the season. Yeah, for me, one I looked at this uh, is Stafford. Um, I think he's going to throw a lot of yards this year. So that's, and again, I I don't know what the odds are, but they're a lot higher than that. Yeah, they um, would be. Yeah. So yeah, Stafford is my kind of outside bet for that one. Grant, and I'd, I'd always go Drew Brees. The answer to this question for me every year is Drew Brees until otherwise proven. Um, he is the New Orleans Saints offense. So um, I think he'll lead in, in yards again from And you're passer. probably right, but as I said... You're going from value. I get yeah, that. I get yeah. that. Um, on receiver, I'll kick this one off. I'm a big fan of Mike Evans. Like Gould, I've been watching Hard Knocks. I think he usually averaged around 1,500-odd yards. Deshaun Jackson's come into that defense. We'll take, hopefully, some double coverage, and Evans will just feast underneath. So bit of a bit of a fly, because I know he hasn't been up there in yardage total, but he'd be the one I'd throw into the mix on leading the yards in yardage, leading the league in yardage for a receiver. Um, yeah, a little bit torn in this one. I'm kind of stuck between Julio Jones and Antonio Brown for this one. Um, for me, it just depends on how Matt Ryan reacts this year. Uh, based on last year's performance, and just with the whole Antonio Brown and whether or not the Steelers kind of share the workload this year, yeah. I'm going to go with Julio Jones for this one. Okay. Yeah, well, I've actually gone with Antonio Brown. Um, <laughs> this one. Yes. There so we go. There you go. Across the board, um, seven to two. Um, not a great price, really, but it looks looks a fairly obvious. One. Okay. And then on Russia, I mean, I almost don't want to ask you, Gordo, because I'm sure I know the answer is. Levy and Bell, Levy and Bell, Levy and Bell. So we'll just take that one as red. Yeah. Um. I don't think there's anyone else close to it, to be honest. But we well, see. I would actually throw a, a spanner in the works. I would say LeSean McCoy because the Bills don't have anyone else, so he's going to receive the ball 25 times a game. Um, he is a very talented player. They do have a decent offensive line, if nothing else. And I'm just going on the re- grounds that there's, you know, nuclear wasteland in the rest of the Bills team. So he's the only. W- thing when was the last time LeSean McCoy was came close to the? Rushing record? Uh, I think two years, well, not the rushing record, but the leading league in rushing, I think two years ago when he first um, joined the Bills, he was up there in the top two or three. That was under the Rex Ryan when. Yeah, 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 I, th- yeah. I think so. I don't have it off the top of my head, but yeah, he's, he's been up you there. You generally know this kind of stuff, so I, know, I suppose I that I know, it's, it out that's there. annoying me. It's annoying me. Brian, who do you have as a rusher? Yeah, I've been slamming the Bears all summer, so I'm going to give them a bit of love this morning. I'm going with Jordan Howard. Sorry, who? Jordan Howard. What? Yes, he's 8 to 1. He's a tour de. He's two on the odds, and um, the other two are fairly obvious, you know, so I'm just looking at something that's outside of the norm. I think they'll rely heavily on him, especially with the quarterback situation in Chicago, and he's 8-1, to one, and he's a decent enough bet, so Brian. I'm going to go with that one. Brian looking at how to just give money away. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's fair, interesting. Fair I, I think he's going to do a double with the, uh, no, no, the no, Rogers thing no. and lose a lot of money. Um, we, we could go into Rookie of the Year, MVP, all of these different things. Look, Rookie of the Year will probably won the first round them, picks. No? We'll probably be one of the first round picks on offense and defense. Uh, Garrett Thomas uh, will be key on defense and on offense. I'm going to give you one on, on Corey defense. Davis I'm going to give you one on OJ defense. Howard. Go on, go on, give us one. Tigerese McKinley, uh, pass rush for the Falcons, 23 to 1. Because they don't have any pass rushes, so he'll get plenty of snaps. No, because he's has been, he's under the radar. He's yeah. flown under the radar. He's a very good price, 23 to 1. Well, actually, on offense... Sorry, Brock Golden. Yeah, I was going to say on offense, I've kind of pr- might have gone something there. I think McCaffrey's going to come very close this year. Um, yeah. I think that's going to be a really, really good bet for uh, Rookie of the Year in the offense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think McCaffrey or, or in Fournette if he gets going and doesn't get killed. But yeah. um, Corey Davis, I think if I was putting money on it, I would uh, Tennessee Titans wide receiver. But the flyer, uh, I think now, as I was saying, no quarterbacks from the first round really starting for their teams might be your Browns quarterback, Deshaun Geyser. You know, 
he'll have the opportunity anyway. So who knows? And we'll see. Right, let's get back into the games, guys. So back into the games, and we come to two classic AFC North grudge matches. Um, and these will close out uh, the 6pm match slot for us here in Ireland. We have the Ravens at the Bengals and the Steelers at the Browns. Um, Gordo, give us your picks for those two. Uh, for the Ravens at the Bengals, I kind of, me and Prime were having a chat about this. We're kind of going through games that don't really matter or just are not going to be that enticing. I think one I've thrown in there is the Ravens and the Bengals. And a lot to do with the offseason. I just think in terms of quarterbacks, who everyone has, I just think the Ravens are just they're just a better team in general to the Bengals, and um, will be my opinion. So I'm going to go with the okay. Ravens for that one. Steelers or the Browns? On my which two, side my does the sword of King Solomon fall here? My, my two, two favorite teams. Unfortunately, as, as much as my heart would like to say the Browns are going to be so much better this year, they're not. The Steelers are the best team in the, in the division. So... I'm going to go with the Steelers. Um, I just, I hope, and I think someone said it this year for the Browns, they're not basing it off results. It's about performances this year. It's really trying to figure out can they play and what better test than against the Steelers week one. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting. But, yeah, yeah, Steelers to win that one very handily. So, Steelers and Ravens, yeah? Yeah. Brian? Uh, yeah, I agree on the Steelers, and it's fairly obvious. It's, uh, yeah, the I can see the Browns keeping the game competitive enough, but in the end, Steelers will win going away in the fourth. And then the other one, no, I'm going to go the other way. I think it's just too many injuries. With the Ravens in the off season um, and in preseason, they've, they've lost too many players. I just don't think they can they can take all that and expect to go in yeah. week one and win, especially going into Bengals. Not high on the Bengals, but I think the home factor and the fact that the Ravens are missing a lot of players, I think the Bengals will win. Okay, I'd agree. Too many injuries for the Ravens. So it's the Bengals. There's still some life, and the Steelers in the other game. I said it the other week. Roethlisberger twenty-one and two against the Browns. He has more wins at the First Energy Stadium, the Browns' home venue, than any Brown quarterback. Moving on now to the 9-9-15 games. We have a game that could be fundamentally awful. The stupidly picked team to win the wild card from Brian O'Leary, the Andrew Luckless Andrew Luckless Colts versus the uh, at the Jared Goff LA Rams. Brian. Yeah, uh, on the basis that Luck isn't going to play, which seems to be the general consensus at the moment. Um, the Rams, you know, as much as we've kind of slayed them, their defense is quite strong and they're yes. home and if you recall, week one last year, they started off beating the Seahawks at home. I'd expect them to start off the season with a win. Don't expect them to do much during the season, but on the basis that the Colts don't have a quarterback to replace, look, I'm going with the Rams. Yeah, I agree with you that one. I think Andrew, Andrew Luck not playing is a huge, huge loss for the Colts. Um, it'd be very interesting to see how the new coach down the LA Rams has kind of changed things with Goff. Apparently, he's a much better quarterback this year. Um, but yeah, I just think when the Colts don't have Andrew Luck, it's very hard for that team yeah. to win anything. I, I agree. Rams for me. Colts will not win a game without Andrew Luck. Yeah. That's what I say. And I don't think that's a, a massive leap of faith. Um, Gurley, hopefully, will see some life for on the Rams as well. The next game is the next game on Sky Sports of the weekend. And again, I have to say, it's a TV masterpiece from my perspective. This is a great NFC grudge match over the last few seasons between two absolutely major contenders. You've had games in recent times like the Fail Mary game. You've had the ridiculous NFC Championship game in 2015. This game is the Seattle Seahawks at the Green Bay Packers. Gordo. Yeah, it's just a monstrous game to have. Um, generally very, very close, very hard to call. I haven't seen much of the Seahawks in preseason this year. Um, their defense, I saw, sorry, I saw them against the, the Panther, or their, I saw their defense. Third, third their preseason game, they were destroyed um, one of the rookies, I think, yeah. Yeah, so I saw that game, and they, their defense again was just on top form. Um, 
but I just yeah I can't look past Aaron Rodgers and the the Green Bay Packers. My draft team also has um, Randall Cobb and um, Nelson as my two wide receivers, so I'm gonna have to go with the Green Bay Packers for this one. So personal motivation behind yeah, them so doing well. So, so they better they better perform well week one. <laughs> Brian, yeah, it's the kind of game I wish both of them could lose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like either of them. Uh, it'll be a great game, as you said. It's a standout game for the late game series for what Sky selected. Um, I expect the Packers to win on the base that they've got quite a number of weapons and eventually they'll do enough to get over the, get it over the line. But it should be a great game. Yeah, I agree. Look, uh, I'm going with the Packers. Uh, it's home field. They finished very fast last season and Rogers' window for more championship is kind of close. I mean, he's 33. Pressure's got, on. You know, the pressure's starting to come on a bit there. So, yeah, I think we're all on the pack there. Next game, Panthers at the 49ers. One fired a GM, the other hired one out of the TV box. Brian, who are you got in this? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we need to spend too much time in this one. Um, I'm expecting a rebound for the Panthers. I've already said I expect them to make the playoffs. Don't see much from the 49ers. They might keep it close on the basis that they're at home. But again, I don't even know what the quarterback situation is there. Who's actually going to start? Um, I'd expect the Panthers with McCaffrey having a very strong game for his first game coming out of college to win comfortably. Panthers playing and simple. Yeah. Um, there's no other result for that game. Yeah, Panthers, McCaffrey, Newton, Benjamin, that's at least too many, too, too many for the 49ers from my perspective. Um, we then move on to the, the late, late game on Sunday. And again, this is also a cracker, a repeat effectively of last season's season opener in the NFC. The two big dogs in the NFC, the Giants who failed miserably in the playoffs last season against the Cowboys who failed miserably in the playoffs last season. But the Giants did beat them twice last year. I'm not going to start with Brian on this one because I think I know where he's going. Gordo, who are you got? Can I just make a quick point before we start that one? Go on. Um, what we did mention on the news was that an appeals process has gone in for the Zeke Elliott. That's Zeke. that's very true. So yeah, the yeah. likelihood is he will now play. And actually, when we did the Bengals, we should have mentioned Burfix ban is now from five games down to three games. So a good good call in relation to that. Um, I, I want to say the Cowboys. Uh, I really do. And I hate the fact that I'm even leaning towards the Giants. But it's all based on Ezekiel Elliott. Um, if Ezekiel Elliott plays, I go with Cowboys. If he doesn't, I think the Giants have it. I still don't think he's going to play because I don't think that injunction will go through in time. Yeah. Um, but and, yeah, I, and you are the lawyer of the group. Well, so. hopefully, hopefully that makes some sense for my in-depth knowledge of American yeah, labor law. Don't, don't make yourself available. In the yeah, exactly, week. exactly. Um, uh, provided OBJ is fit, I will go with the Giants as well. They've got a Cowboys number yeah. and their defense is impressive. Yeah, mm. I said something nice about the Giants, Brian. I, I know. I, I don't even think we need to ask Brian. We already so know where he's going. So one thirty a.m. Sunday week, stress levels will kick in. <laughs> and, uh, the Giants at least out. it's better than Thursday night when I have to get up for work on Friday morning. Anyway, I'd expect the Giants to win because I believe our defense is the strongest in the league. And even if Elliott plays, we stifled them last year, and I expect us to do it the same again. Okay, yeah. fair enough. You think your defense is better than the Texans? Yeah, I think we have the best what? defense in the league. Yeah. Did you, did, you, did you draft the Giants defense? Didn't Sorry, you? I did. Yeah, yeah, I thought you. Have did. you have you heard of game theory? There's a guy called John Nash. You know the film The Beautiful Mind. He only saw as much make believe stuff as Brian O'Leary sees from time to time. What yeah. the hell? No, Texans is a better defense. Giants is top five. It's not the best in the league. Top one. To wrap up, there are two Monday night games for those of you that want to stay up really late on Monday night. One features AP's return to Minnesota. It's the Saints at the Vikings. And the other is another AFC West showdown with both teams potentially fighting for relevance. 
Brian, take us through your picks for both those games. Okay, um, starting with the Saints and the Vikings. Well, on the basis, I'd pick the Vikings to go to the playoffs. I'd have to be signed with them. But uh, if you look at the game itself, um, they're at home. They have a very strong defense. As you said, Breeze will probably light it up at some stage during the season, but I don't expect it to be in week one. I'd expect the Vikings to win the game comfortably, actually. And on the second one, this really is um, a bit of a toss-up because we don't know what we're going to get from... The Chargers now that the the LA Chargers um they're missing some players that have got injured in the off season, um and the Broncos I'm gonna go with the Broncos but I'm not convinced but on the basis it's in my high and generally their defense tends to win games at home I'll give the edge just to the Broncos. Yeah, uh, we say the return of Adrian Peterson but again he's not even gonna be the number one running back for the for the Saints this season so it'll be interesting to see how many carries he gets um. Drew Brees is my, my quarterback in my uh, fantasy football team. It's all about the fantasy football team. All about the fantasy football team. Yeah, all about it. Obsessed. Um, and I expect a big thing from him. I just think the Vikings, too much in the offseason. I think their head coach, being Mike Zimmer, with the issues he's had, that has had to affect the team. They may not say it, but it definitely has. So I think Saints to win that one handy enough. And then for Chargers at Broncos, I just think the Broncos have it. I don't think the Chargers are going to be able to do anything. Um, in week one yet they may come by the end of the season but I think the change over everything that's happened and also the Broncos defense is just too strong yeah no um, when it comes to these two I have the Saints I think Vikings and their purple eaters will actually stop the run entirely and they'll love tackling AP when he does come on the pitch but they won't stop Breeze the Saints defense could keep it close but I'll give the edge to the Saints and Broncos Chargers I'm with the Broncos and it's funny you said you'll give the edge to the Broncos Brian because I think it's all going to be about the edge it's the edge rushers where it's Von Miller on the Broncos or whether Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram on the Chargers can destroy poor little Trevor Simeon in the middle. Uh, that might be a change, but I'll, I'll go with the Broncos on balance. I'm intrigued. There, were, there weren't many disagreements today. Um, uh, well, it's early days. It's <laughs> early. <laughs> it, it is early days. There's um, five games, I think, I counted as we went through that we've got Should difference we of opinions between. We'll review. Our and I'm sure there's plenty of them that we've all agreed on that we'll be wrong on, yeah. so we'll, we'll have to all take uh, a slice of humble pie on that one. Right, guys, to close out, as I say, we're finishing off with our season predictions overall. So I want, keep it simple, one word on inch each. We're going to go through divisions and your Super Bowl pick. I'll give you a bit of time on the Super Bowl pick. But let's kick off one word for each division, what team's going to win, AFC East. It's really obvious, the Patriots. Yeah, <laughs> just, why did you even ask that one? I know, really, Patriots. AFC West, Brian. The Oakland Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. I was going to go Broncos there for a second, but no Raiders. I flip-flopped on this so many times. I had Chiefs and Broncos several times, and I've gone Raiders ultimately as well. AFC North. Don't even need to ask that. No, we really don't for you. Steelers, Brian. Yeah, we're on agreement on that one. I think Steelers as well. AFC South. Now, I know we had debates on this the other week. This this is the one I'm a little bit kind of... um, You're changing your mind now. I was a little bit as le- the quarter, the whole quarterback issue is kind of that's the one that's kind of thrown it up in the air. But I think the Titans for that one. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. we're in agreement. I'm very high in the Titans, and I'm going Texans. I think yeah. just over the Titans, but it's going to be tight. It's the it's the quarterback issue with the Texans is what kind of turned me. NFC East, Brian, don't even try. What? You're going to say the Giants, Golden. To be honest, again, it depends on Zeke Elliott. Um, I think if the Cowboys are fully fit. I'm going with the Cowboys. If not, I'm giving it to the Giants. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Cowboys. You're going to go with Cowboys. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm just assuming Ezekiel Elliott is going to get the appeal in and he'll play. And he'll play. Okay. Uh, I, this Any one of four teams could win this. As far so as I'm concerned. Therefore, you don't have the Giants making the playoffs at all. No. 
I'm not coming back. Right in, that one down. <laughs> right, move on quickly. Um, well, I was going to say, I, I think any one of four teams could win that division. It's going to be the tightest, as it has been the last few years. I mentioned the other week that since 0304, there's been no repeat winner of the division. And I'm going Giants as well. Thanks, Mark. NFC West, Brian. NFC West. I look, that's fairly straightforward for all of us here. It's the Seattle Seahawks. I wouldn't have said straightforward. For me, it's the Cards or the Seahawks, but I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I'm with you. I think Cards will be a lot closer than people reckon, yeah. but I'll go Seahawks. Uh, NFC North, to be honest, I think is the most, actually even more than the AFC East is the most straightforward division yeah. in the NFL. Green Bay Packers, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Packers, Packers, Packers. NFC South. Now, again, like for me, like the NFC West and the AFC West, this is tight. They, uh, in fairness, there's a lot of different ways this could go and a lot of different teams could win it. Brian? Um, yeah, look, it's a very competitive division. You could argue that the Falcons, Panthers, or Bucks could win the division. I'm still going to stick with the recent Super Bowl contestants in the Atlanta Falcons. I am going with the Panthers. Um just everything they've done in the off season, I think they have the tools to make it. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Panthers. I I, I agree the Panthers are gonna come back strong. I think the Bucks are gonna be there or thereabouts and could take the leap. When I broke it all down, I actually I couldn't move away from the Falcons. I just thought they had just still enough to squeak in. So I've got the Falcons. Who did you as pick well. as your NFC wildcards? Who do I pick as my NFC wildcards? I said the Panthers were one of them and the Cards, but I said the Cards, Bucks, and Redskins would be close. I okay. actually think the Panthers, Bucks, and okay. Falcons are going to be all there or thereabouts. Okay. So, so who's your Super Bowl picks? Exactly. So, look, I'm going to be boring. Uh, boring as hell. I have the Patriots over the Packers in the Super Bowl. I know it's obvious, and I'm a Patriots fan, but still, they are the favorites for a reason. Until proven otherwise, you know, you're going to take a shot at the King, you best not miss. Um... <laughs> I think I think I honestly <laughs> believe they'll be there or thereabouts, and I think this is the year the Packers get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and then unfortunately Aaron Rodgers doesn't. Well, I think this win. is going to be. Uh, f- yeah, we're all going to pick our teams. I'm going Steelers Packers <laughs> is uh, is who I see the the Super Bowl as. It's worrying we're both picking the Packers though. <laughs> we're both agreed on that yeah. piece. So you think Steelers will beat the Pats in the AFC Championship game? I think game? so. I have them down in my in my. Um, my schedule to beat them, so yeah, I think okay. I think they'll be too strong. Three three and zero in the AFC Championship games. Just just remind you on that one, Goldo. Appreciate it. Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> you can't seriously believe the New York Giants are going to win the Super Bowl. Number one defense in the league, according to Brian. I can even give you all the playoff games. I'm such an anorak. Let's just stick with the Super Bowl, Brian. Let's just stick with the Super Bowl. And who do you Super have? Super Bowl. I have the New York Giants playing the Oakland Raiders. I believe that the Raiders <laughs> will get there number one seed. And I don't believe either the Patriots or the Steelers will go into the black hole and win. Um, I was taught that they came very close last year before the injury, and I think they will progress forward this year, and I believe they will make the Super Bowl on the AFC side. And on the NFC side, and I know you are joking, but I, as I said, I honestly believe the Giants have the best defence in the league, and that They're will good. do They're enough to get the them best. to the Super Bowl. I think the up, there will be an upgrade on the offence, despite what you think. Um, I think Marsh will do very well, and I haven't even touched on the tight end. So, who, so let me let me stop your your lovely uh, <laughs> ode to the the Giants. Who's going to play against them in the NFC Championship game? The Giants will play the Seattle Seahawks in MetLife. In MetLife, so you not so let me get this right. You don't even only have the Giants making the playoffs, winning the NFCs. They're getting top seed, but they're not number one seed in my numbers. They actually end up to 
the course of the playoffs with a, with a home game in the NFC Championship game because other so teams... So I, I just want I just want this on record that the Giants will end up with a better record than the Seattle Seahawks. No. And the CU Seahawks... I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the way the permutations of the playoffs will play out, the Giants will end up... The Giants are going to be number two seed and the Seahawks are going to be number four right. seed. Is They're both going okay, to have Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> is Brian going to be Mystic Meg or is he going to be psychotic? We it, will it, see. In my head now, again, both of you may not get this reference, but I can just see Brian at nighttime with a Snapchat filter and the little glasses and all the little mathematic signs going over his head and he's sending selfies to everyone saying, I've made my NFL predictions. I'm so great because... I, I try you're, never you're to think about Brian late at night with a Snapchat <laughs> filter. <in fairness. laughs> you're, you're right, actually. You're right. I don't know what you're talking about with Snapchat. <laughs> I'm 40 next year. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, and just, just, just to finish off, I have the championship game of the Steelers going into... Oakland. So Patriots don't make the AFC Patriots Championship game for Patriots the first time in seven years. Pa- you're okay. Patriots will go into the Steelers in the divisional round no, no, and no. get beaten. Oh, that's not correct. But still, we'll move on. We'll move on. Before we, can, we finish we can up, finally move on. Before from, from we finish up, is there any bets of the week or bets of the season you want to throw out, Brian? I know this. You'd love this this piece uh, in relation to giving great money, giving great um, money, giving great advice on betting. Sorry, a season long bet. Okay, so season-long bet. I think um, it's around 9, 10 to 1. Uh, I think that's a bit decent value if you're looking for a, lo- a season-long bet. Um, the Steelers to win the division, the Packers to win the division, the Seahawks to win the division, and the, and the Falcons to win the division. So you roll just them four up. I just need to pull you back there a little bit, Brian. With all that controversy we had there, you actually never told us who's going to win the Super Bowl. You gave us your picks. Oh, that's a good point, actually. But you yeah. never told us who's going to win the He said it was Bowl. the Giants at the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Good, good point, Gordo and everything. Obviously, yeah. clearly, with Derek Carr and all the great things he said about the Raiders, they're going to beat that overrated Giants defense. Ten yeah. years on from when the Giants beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, I believe the Giants will be <laughs> will ten, ten, on top. Ten years on from that, the Patriots have won two more Super Bowls and the Giants haven't done anything. So No, yeah. we won one during that time as well. We beat the Patriots. Oh, uh, yeah, it was 2007. Good point. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry, I just want to put you up on that one. Sorry. That's a good one. The Giants to win the Super so Bowl. Bringing so it back, bringing it back, though, 9-10-1, to 10 to 1, you say, for the four division if winners. If you want a season-long interest, if you put whatever you want to put on it, put 10-1, to 1, uh, Packers to win the division, Seahawks to win the division, Steelers, and the Falcons, if you... That sounds like awfully good value for yeah. those four. I mean, they're actually the four divisions we all agreed on as well, yeah. pretty much. Oh, well, you had Panthers, but uh, that's so the only one I'd be so a little bit worried about. So if wants to rush off today before he hits uh, the golf course and uh, invest some of our kitty money... Will I put some bets out on Twitter there and let people know what we've uh, put our, our bit of money on? And week one? Yeah. Week one travel, um, a handicap travel, Panthers... So they're about minus six at the Niners. The Bills, who are about minus six against the Jets. Yeah. We all agree should should win that one completely. They should just not bother turning up. And the last one, oh, what was the last one? The Falcons at the Bears. So they're around minus six and a half. So if you treble that up, you get six to the one. Falcons are only minus six and a half at yeah. the Bears. Yeah. So if you treble that up, it's around six to one. I'll make the other offer again. I'll take all of Gordon's money and put it on. Yeah. yeah. That's a decent enough. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So we'll come back on w- next week or the week after when we're doing week two and we'll see if the bets have come in. For week yeah, uh, and one I will put out on Twitter later on is, uh, once I check it up, is the Cardinals lines, what's the over-unders of the uh, points total? Because I think that would be a an interesting a one. very, very interesting one. And just one over-under then. Um, the Rams game against the Colts. Oh, go the under. Go it's the 47 under. at the moment. Oh, Jesus, take the under. Yeah. Yeah, take and the if, under. You're re- if you're very cute, you can... The Rams are 4-7. to seven. I am very cute, thank you. The Rams are 4-7 to seven to win the game. But some bookies, for some reason, are giving the Rams plus three at even money. 
Okay. So yeah. they haven't latched onto that yet. Maybe that's worth just jumping on. Yeah. yeah. There well, you go. Good, good betting advice there, Jim. You'll have to, you'll have to look around, though. We are going to keep a track on Brian's bets for the season and see whether you be up, down, or otherwise. Now, um, this is basically our final play of the week. Remember, ladies and gents, it, there has been over 25,000 professional NFL games. The 2016 season ended with a 25-point deficit being overcome one of only eight times in professional football history that had happened. That's how it ended last season. We look forward with immense interest to what's in store this year. Who knows? We certainly don't, but we're going to enjoy every second of looking at it and talking about it. We'll be with you every week breaking it down. But for now, this has been the Irish NFL podcast in association with the 42.ae. Do follow us on Twitter at IrishNFLpod and subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud to hear our past episodes and so you don't miss any in the future. But for now, it's goodbye from Brian. Goodbye, guys. Enjoy week one. Goodbye from Gordo. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye.